Welcome to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast with Rob Peters. That's right, Rob Peters is back doing a podcast. But this time, it's about bringing in guests and sharing experiences and information to help you create a better DJ business for you, your clients, and your community. Now, here's a guy who likes to wear his sunglasses at night, Rob Peters. Jump in the pool, the water's fine. We're talking DJ Expo. It's a month away, and I'm being joined by DJ Times contributor and my good friend from Maine, Jerry Bizzotta. What's up, Jerry? Hey, Rob. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Welcome to the show. You're going to be here more than just once, but today we're getting geared up. We're in that like 30-day window for DJ Expo 2019 down in Atlantic City over at Harris. So I hope you're ready because uh, I was looking over what they sent to us. There's some pretty exciting stuff here, Jerry. Yeah, I've been looking at the schedule. I've been looking at the news feeds that are coming out. And absolutely, I think this year they've really kind of put an emphasis on bringing some value add to the DJs that are going uh, to the DJ Expo. And I have to preface that by saying I've been attending it since 1998. And, you know, what I see often is, is, oh, the show floor, the show floor. Oh, I can't wait to see all the new gear. Well, while we went through this whole resurgence into the digital age, yes, the show floor was the focus. But now that we've kind of leveled off in what's coming out in gear and, and where we stand in the industry in terms of new technology, where we've kind of hit that plateau, DJ Expo has really begun to focus more on making it an educational event, making it a place where guys can network, where guys can can learn new ideas, they can share best practices. And that's what a lot of these seminars are, is really just sharing best practices. It's not selling something, it's not trying to tell you how to do run your business, but it's those guys who have just found what's worked for them and sharing the best practices. And that's what I've tried to do at all my seminars since 1998, is really what's best practices. It may not work for you, it may not work for me, but it's just ideas that you can take away from. So for me, the two highlights of the DJ Expo are definitely the seminars and then the networking at night, the networking in the afternoon, the lunch, informal lunch meetings where we used to be over at uh, what is now the Hard Rock Hotel, uh, White House subs, and how many times guys would just get together and just talk about what they learned or what they're experiencing. So to me, this is an event that every DJ has to attend at least one time in his or her career. Um, I encourage multiple times, but I'm awful, often set back by looking at the number of DJs that think it's a waste of their time. I don't need to go this, I don't need to learn. I've been a commercial lender for 25 plus years, and every year I'm going and attending conferences to learn more about banking, to learn how to help people run their business better, to learn how to be a better lender. This DJ Expo is two points. Number one, helping you be a better DJ and to be a better business person. It's combined together. The show floor is definitely one of the highlights, but I'm on the same page with you when it comes to the networking and the educational content. You're going to be speaking. Tell us a little bit. Can you give us a sneak peek about your presentation? 
I'm going to actually be talking about what you can do as a business owner to prepare for a downturn in the economy. We know what's coming. We're seeing signs already uh, from uh, Europe, from Asia markets, from the European markets, from some of the developing countries. Um, we're seeing some changes in our own economy. So we know we've had the longest uh, bull run in, in history. And at some point, things have to change. Um, you know, we're going to hit a recessionary point. If you asked me a year ago, most were saying probably the latter part of 2019. Now, I think there's pretty much a strong confidence rate that we're going to see it in 2020. With the Fed announcing a rate cut, um, that's kind of giving some signs. There's there's a number of other signs that are kind of creeping up into the market that are saying, hey, things are going to slow down a little bit. So what I want to do is help DJs as business owners kind of prepare for that downturn. How do you kind of get ahead of the curve and what are things that you need to do now so that your business remains successful and that you have cash flow when you hit a point where people are cutting back. And the first thing that happens in any recession is consumers cut back on discretionary spending. And a wedding falls into that discretionary category. No matter how you look at it, there's gonna be cutbacks. Um, so I'm gonna to try to give some people some real solid advice, some real solid information from the experts out in the industry and the fact that I've been through four economic recessions as a commercial lender. And what did I see small business owners do? Where did I see the ones who failed? And where did I see the ones who survived? Um, being able to work hand in hand with them, I can give people a lot of best practices as to how other business owners that I've directly worked with outside of the wedding industry survived that economic downturn. But what they did are the same techniques that you can apply to your business today. And you know, it's not to put the, the world's coming to an end thing. It sounds to me like your presentation, especially with your background, is going to be useful tips so that we can weather the storm. And, you know, we could do in a whole economy podcast just about your topic. And I think we'll make that something that we'll do later on down the road. But I want to talk a little bit about some of the other presentations. I've mm -hmm. teased mine a little bit. If you were at my presentation last year in 2018, I did 10 things you can do to improve your DJ business starting tomorrow. After that show, I got so much feedback and I had more than 10, but I could only cram 10 into that time they give you. So I came up with another 10 and we're going to do that, including something that I talked about last year, which is the three R's of how to improve yourself as a DJ. We actually are going to teach you how to take the three R's and apply that to something else within your DJ business. So it's definitely something you don't want to miss. Another business track is a good friend of mine, Eric Wenning from Pennsylvania. He's going to be doing a whole topic about increasing leads and sales at bridal shows. Now I know Eric personally, I've used some of his tips. He's actually done some work for us in helping us increase our bottom line at wedding shows. So Jerry, I'm going to throw this over to you real quick. How do you feel wedding shows are doing with what's going on in the economy right now? Well, it's, it's not related to the economy. What, what, what has hurt the wedding show industry is 
is the internet, is is the search engines. Because if I think back to when my lovely bride and I got married 33 years ago, you know, all you had was bridal shows. How did you learn about venues? How did you learn about people that are out there? What I do see is a trend of people wanting to unplug. And that's becoming a key topic is people want to unplug. They want to reconnect. And so the bridal shows, I think, are making a comeback. Um, they're being more boutique. They're not being these major, and I think of um, the one I used to do years ago at the um, Heinz Convention Center. Those are going away, but the boutique bridal shows, the smaller bridal shows, are definitely a growing market. And I think um, Eric's going to give a lot of good information about what you do um, and and how you kind of really turned it into a lead generation piece. So that's one I definitely would say DJs have to, if you want to increase your, wed your wedding business, paired with one of the secrets I'm going to share is you got to increase marketing in a, in a, in a recession, um, which is in my article in DJ Times this month. This is a good key piece. This is something that you need to look at. So I, I definitely would give this a, a thumbs up and say, you know, this is something, again, as a business owner, you know, we DJs, we're not just DJs, we're marketers, we're salesmen, we're financial accountants, you know, we're CFOs, we're presidents, we're the chief cook and bottle washer. Um, this is a definite yes. Absolutely. Another definite yes, because he presents all the time. And this is one of the people that I think you and I will agree, Jerry, he gives so much of himself in his presentations, and it's Mike Walter, why people dance and what DJs can do to maximize their experience. Shifting gears into the performance track for a minute, mm -hmm. I have to tell you that this is such a fun seminar because it talks about why people dance, and it talks about how to get most out of your crowd. And, and Mike, Mike's an excellent presenter. He engages himself with the audience. He acknowledges those that may not agree with his point. Um, and and he, he, he's very professional. But the, the most important thing is Mike's built a tremendous brand in the New Jersey market. And, you know, he not only can draw on his experience, but the, the people that work for him, you know, he takes that in, he, he looks at it, he he's experiences it firsthand. Um, you know, I give Mike a lot of credit for him and his business model because a lot of multi-level DJs or multi-op DJs, the gentleman or gal who f forms it eventually becomes, well, you know, I'm not going to do weddings anymore because I've got a whole crew doing them. But, you know, Mike still does it. He keeps himself connected. And that's, that's what's made his brand very successful. So, in this performance one, I think you're going to walk away with a lot of information because that's the key. We need to understand as DJs, what makes people dance? How do you get them motivated? And I think there is nobody more qualified to present a seminar with that topic than Mike himself. We have one of our regular staples every year, Party Games with Jake. Now we are going to be introducing Jake into a future episode of the podcast, but this is one that I love to go to because I do a ton of games in my market. In fact, I'm actually going to be part of his panel and I'm going to be bringing down two or three games that I do. And this is one that every year is standing room only, Jerry. 
And for Jake, he's actually hitting on something else too. And that is that where do you take the talent that you have and what you do to create additional income? And, you know, think about what we've developed in the DJ Expo. We've gone from DJ of the year to entertainer of the year. And what is entertainer of the year focus in on? Guys who get crowds motivated, gals who get people enthusiastic about what what they're there for to have fun. Um, yeah, this is this is great for a full time DJ or even a part time one that's kind of looking at what what can I do? Um, you know, where can I kind of go to the next level? Um, and absolutely, you know, we're seeing more of this. We're we're getting people who are engaging uh djs for you know graduation parties 25th 30th birthdays 40th birthdays you know this is not necessarily an event that or a party that people are there just to dance they want some other fun um i saw on facebook this morning a dj actually got uh cornhole uh, games with his logo on it and he was so proud of it and he said he's using it for you know family reunion picnics that he's DJing or corporate events um, which are coming back uh, you know gatherings at parks so uh, definitely Jake is at the top of the list. We talk about the networking part and just being on his panel last year I met Todd Moffrey and Todd and I reconnected down when I was speaking down in New Jersey earlier this year you get in a room with people like Adam Whites and Todd and some of the other panelists, and it's like a big, I guess the, it's like if you look at an open mic night where you've got different people coming in, and I've taken some of those games that I've learned over the years. I actually recycle them now because I've seen so many of them, and I'll do an event, and I'll be like, you know what? This will work. But I picked up two or three games that I learned last year. I gave them my own little spin. And I put them in a place where I really needed more help with games. So party games with Jake, get there early and don't plan on sitting down for too long because of the fact that we involve every one of you in the room. And Ed, you, you, Rob, you make a good point there about the fact of get involved because you know what? If you do the games yourself and you get involved, you know what? Then you know what the experience is. You know what the customer experience is going to be. And then you'll be able to select it. You know, just sitting around a room holding your phone, videotaping it doesn't give you the experience as standing up there. It's just like the parties. I mean, the opening party where, you know, some of the, the contestants for Entertainer of the Year get to kind of try out, you know, get out there and have fun. I mean, and you talk about the networking too. To me, um, yes, after our seminars are over, you know, we, we get mobbed. Everybody wants to give us their business card and so forth. To me, the best networking is when I'm walking down the hall between the seminar rooms and the show floor, and I get stopped a half a dozen times by having these informal conversations. Those are the best networking events to me. Those are the best opportunities to develop lifelong friendships and contacts that, that, that you can develop and share ideas with. I tell people all the time, Jerry, that if you want to pick my brain, I can be bought for a cup of coffee. And I'm actually expanding that into DJ Times this year. You can buy me dinner. I mean, you well, you started out my... as a cheap date. Now you're getting pretty expensive, Rob. Well, <laughs> I, I, I think that's really one of the best things about the panel that we're looking at so far is everybody's yeah. approachable. Another niche market, and I say it's a niche market because you really need to know what you're doing when it comes to bar and bat mitzvahs. 
And for years, this seminar has been yet like the party games, very popular, but it's got some fresh blood. I tip my hat to people like Randy Ray and Sean Big Daddy McKee and Adam Weitz and all of those people that brought this seminar to us in years past. It's nice to see Adam Hirshhorn and Jordan Marshall taking this one this year and showing some new stuff when it comes to bar and bat mitzvahs. It's one of those when you talk about um, what we were talking just previously with Jake and the party games. This is another one to get interactive. They're going to show some great new techniques, songs, games, everything that you can use for that. And it will just be amazing. So with Jerry Bizzotta from DJ Times and DJ Jazz Productions up in Maine, is that right, Jerry? Uh, yeah, DJ Jazz Music and Entertainment. Um, actually, I've kind of forwarded just to DJ Jerry Basada now. You know, I, uh, I, again, we all get hung up on names and branding, but, you know, one of the things I'll say to you, and, and I know that we're talking about it in one of the seminars, Google and Facebook and branding and your base, you know, you as the DJ, you're the brand. It isn't your company. It isn't the name of the entertainment company. It's really who you are. So I go by DJ Jerry Bazzotta now um, because I find it's a better brand than DJ Jazz Music and Entertainment. Since you brought it up, there's a whole new track coming into DJ Expo this year. Digitarius Jordan St. Jacques is doing some different things every day. He's doing one all about analytics and how to read your analytic numbers on Google, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. He's doing one all about reputation management and how to counteract those bad reviews you might get as a DJ or a business person. And then he's doing one all about digital products to upsell in your wedding packages. This looks like a really good track that's going to be very popular this year. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, for those of us that are looking to, okay, let me understand what are Google Analytics? What is the Facebook? What is Twitter? Yeah, it's social media. All of that's important to our business. So again, you have to be a marketer. You have to understand this, whether or not you use it for, for any DJ. It's just understanding what are these terms that people are using. So you go to the seminar to learn about the terms, not that you're going to go, you may employ one or two techniques from this, but again, understanding what's part of that. Again, uh, digital products to upsell your wedding packages, we all want to upsell. In the banking industry, I want to upsell. Every, you know, upsell is just a nature of the, of marketing. Um, you know, what I like though is instead of the word upsell, what I like is, is selling packages that fit people's needs. And that's where the trend is kind of going. So the word upselling and cross selling is fading from the marketplace. But what you've got is, is, is customizing packages for what that person wants for the event. Regardless of how he tells it, again, it's recognizing your client's needs, giving them the advice that will result in the right package you sell them that will give you income to the bottom line. So again, he's, he's, he's got a good basis there. Photo booths, I think anybody that's got photo booths needs to pay attention to this. I think photo booths is an oversaturated market. Um, I think everybody and their brother is trying to promote photo booths. Um, but I see less and less of them at weddings where I see them becoming more popular, corporate events, birthday parties, anniversary parties. Um, so again, the photo booth in marketing, how do you take it outside the wedding realm? What are other opportunities that you can have for that 
to make an indent in the market and create a second avenue or third avenue of income for yourself. So definitely he's got a good track there. There's actually a seminar all about photo booth and that very topic you're talking about, and that is how to make more money with it. Because I agree with you, it is overly saturated. At the same time, I think if you're a good marketer, a good salesperson, and you have an awareness of where you can put your photo booth, you can make a lot of money during the day. We do a ton during the week, and Dave Stevenson's going to be doing how to make more money during the week with your photo booth. You know, you, you, you hit a good point too, Rob. We, we as mobile DJs, all we do is we focus in on the wedding market. But what we don't do a good job is focusing in on the corporate market, the kids market, the family market, the corporate parties, because in part, I think we just don't know how to enter that market. Our, our, our bread and butter is weddings, but I'm seeing DJs diversify. Um, good friend of mine, Bill Adams, you know, he's doing less weddings and he's doing more with speed quizzing, corporate events, family events that's generating him a ton of income during the week where he hasn't to be reliant on working every single weekend. So, you know, I think as you pointed out, where do you begin to diversify your business? Where do you begin to look at what can I do? What's it beyond? You know, I, I equate it very much to me in the banking business. I'm not just about loans. I'm about deposits and personal rela personal relationships. You know, you build a whole breadth of products that you can offer and you look at all the avenues that are open to generate income. So again, photo booth, you've got two or three of them and they're sitting idle for six days a week. That's an opportunity for you to say, how do I get these? Because they're sitting in the back of your van or the back of your trailer or in your storage. Um, they're not making money for you. So. so, Jerry, we've given people a lot of great insight as to what they can expect at DJ Times. And in my mind, that's more reasons that if you're on the fence of whether you're going to take the trip to Atlantic City or not in August, I think we've hopefully given you some things to think about. Yeah. And, and again, kudos to Brian O'Connor and Jim Tremaine for, for really kind of giving some thought this year to the DJ Expo um, and to what they've got there. You know, you talk about DJs coming down. You know, you don't have to come down on a Sunday. You can drive down Monday morning. You can fly in Monday morning. You know, uh, the, the key, the breadth of this is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, that's the real breadth of this entire uh, expo. You know, you can hang out at the party on Wednesday night and head out of town late that night or early Thursday morning. But again, you know, what you see Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is, is really, this is the meat of why you need to attend DJ Expo. This is, this is the heart and soul of this entire um, conference. You can't dismiss what goes on at night. Monday night, the opening night party, that is the kind of preview for Wednesday and the yep. entertainer of the year. And Jake and Michael have things under control with that. They have some exciting stuff planned. We're going to be talking to Jake on a future episode about those particular topics and the game seminar. We're going to be mm -hmm. having our pizza party sponsored by Bose, free pizza and DJs. 
Yeah. Yep. I, you know, and again, let's go back to one of our earlier comments about networking and talking to people. It's not so much about the DJs performing. It's about who you share a drink with, who you converse with. That's what it's all about. Um, you know, I, it's, it's they're creating Jake and his, his opening party, the entertainer of the year. They're, they're creating an, a formal opportunity for you to network with other people, you know, to, to, to share a beer, to share a cocktail, to, to talk to people, to get to know people that you can call on eventually. Um, and, you know, share ideas with. So, you know, all three of those are important. I know there's so much to do in Atlantic City. Um, years past, we were on the boardwalk. You wanted to walk the boardwalk. Um, yeah, I remember uh, uh, Mike and I, I forget the other gentleman's name. We used to have the morning walk and the morning run on the boardwalk. Um, oh, Mike and Marcello. Mike and Marcello, yeah. And you know what? That was great because you know what? You could go as far as you wanted and then you could break off, but it was just, it was sort of that camaraderie that they created um, those morning walks on the boardwalk. And they started out with a handful of people and grew into a good sized crowd. And, um, you know, things like that, those pop ups, those, hey, let's get together here again are going to be great. So the events at night, yeah. Go have dinner with some people and then show up for the event at some point. Support the guys that are up there with their skills that are looking to, 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 to show the talent and to show what they've learned. Um, but more importantly, um, just to meet other people, to, uh, to develop friendships and contacts for the future. You know, from the money answer man at DJ Times, everybody's got to remember, these are, there are some deductions you can get from attending this expo. So it is a business expense. Um, so kind of keep that in mind too. That's my two cents from the money answer man at DJ times. Awesome. And if I can, yeah. And if I can put in a plug guys, uh, take a look at my article this month in DJ times. It's a preview to my seminar. I give some little bit of snippets, but go into a lot more detail once you uh, sit down and, and we start sharing ideas about the reception. So Rob, Thank you so much for uh, having me here today. I appreciate it. Hey, Jerry, listen, I'm going to see you in a couple of weeks, my friend. I'm looking forward to your seminar, and I'm looking forward to seeing everybody at DJ Expo 2019. Get to the website right now, thedjexpo.com, to learn more, to register, to find out about the hotel and everything you need to know. And thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll see you next week, everybody. You've been listening to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. Give us your ideas for future guests, questions, or topics, or just stay informed about upcoming episodes on our Facebook page, or visit www.mobiledjpodcast.biz. The Mobile DJ Business Podcast is a production of Rob Peters Entertainment, all rights reserved.